0: And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 207. I am your host, Blaine Pudvang, and I'm joined now by my co-host, Matt Smith. Good evening. So um, you weren't supposed to be here. What's going on?
1: No, I was uh, expecting to fly out to BC, but uh, apparently uh, changes were made and uh, here I am. So surprise.
0: <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a hurry up and wait mode?
1: I am in hurry up and wait mode.
0: What are the odds yeah. that that would happen in the military? Oh yeah, I'm shocked and amazed. I think, I
1: think it's the first time this has ever happened. Usually never, everything yeah. is so cut and dry. It's like, you're going, get on the plane.
0: Right. It's all hurry, hurry, hurry. There's no, there's no wait.
1: No, not at all.
0: At least, you know, not with you guys. Cause you know, any wait means five-star hotels and stuff. That's of course. Yeah. We
1: need to, we need to book in advance.
0: <clears throat> well, yeah. yeah. It's all about, you know, the comfort. If I can't see the beach comfort.
1: from the room, I don't want it.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Got to treat your people right. Yeah. My God.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure last time my creme brulee, like it just didn't it didn't have the have the same crack when I when I hit it with my spoon, you know.
0: Oh, they used uh, generic brand sugar on the yeah, was, top. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty oh, That's terrible. <laughs> it should be, It's supposed to be hand crushed by tiny baby hands.
1: Yeah, I told. It's okay. I told the receptionist. I was like, Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> the this the pain that you guys in the air force go through um i tip my hat
1: yeah well i appreciate that at least my at least my uh, my robe and everything that was on the back of the door was warm so it was all good
0: fair fair yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, the, it's the it's those little things you got to look for the the silver linings in uh, in silver. all those situations yeah um so in the meantime we're gonna take advantage of you being here and get you on the show perfect Because it makes it way easier on me than just (laughs) monologuing. Uh, Treg, unfortunately, can't be with us. He's still uh, dealing with other issues. So he's going to take care of that. And he'll come back as soon as he's able. He sends his best regards, warmest wishes, um, shirtless gym selfies, uh, all of it.
1: (laughs) He's still sending those out. (laughs) He is.
0: He is. And, you know, he's getting more swole by the day. Yeah. So good for him. I think there's another tattoo added on too. I, I couldn't tell.
1: I don't know. They, they, there's so many of the selfies. I just,
0: or the muscles are just getting so big that one tattoo got stretched out. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm going to nickname him Arnold. <laughs> uh, all right. So in this episode, we're going to cover off a few little items. We're going to get caught up a little bit on the Canadians. Uh, <laughs> medical bay uh we'll talk a little bit about the nashville game over the weekend preview the washington game and talk about a few things here and there so we'll start why don't we start with something fun sure Uh, a little news around the league and the the epic wonderful definitely not disgustingly horrible jerseys for uh new jersey
1: i i think you've got a franchise that could do so much with that logo and we're talking a third logo we you know we're talking about a third jersey so you's gonna have a little bit of fun with it but you take the take the devil and and you can really make something kind of fun you can make something that the fans are gonna rush to now it's we're talking about it the fans are talking about it, but uh kind of for all the wrong reasons but uh we're seeing a lot of it very good memes and uh, uh a lot of a lot of photos that are going out kind of mocking the jersey and i you know what I, I can see why it's uh kind of a it's kind of a uh
0: it is fucking ugly
1: it's pretty bad like we thought that we thought that when we when we looked at the reverse retro jerseys last year for some of the teams that those were bad this makes like the small end toronto maple leafs jersey look good
0: yeah yeah this is this is just
1: it's bad bad. They, 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 they they could have used they like they they could have made this so much better and like as we were saying before I record, or we started our recording, they could have just put the the um, devil's logo in that same uh, white with the red black border on it. I think it would have really made it pop instead of just putting the word jersey across the chest.
0: <laughs> just in cursive, jersey on the chest of a jersey. So now yeah. you have the memes of hat with yeah. the cursive hat, yeah, helmet, and,
1: pants, yeah, yeah,
0: the whole thing, and. Yeah. They deserve to be mocked for it because those are yeah. just horrible looking. Like I understand wanting a black jersey. I think it having a black jersey in New Jersey with the Devils yeah. that could have they, there was so much they could have done with that.
1: Yeah, they could have done black with some red outline or something. It would it would have looked really good. Like the yeah. um, the um, the blackout jerseys that the the Tampa Bay Lightning wear. I really like those. Eh right? So if they could have done something inspired maybe by that, but then add the red, you know, double colors, I think... At least I with think just the
0: logo. Yeah, and you know, whatever, I mean, the logo
1: should be on it for sure, yeah.
0: No, well, it, I don't know if you keep the logo as is, or you, you can make a third logo, or, yeah. you know, like a shoulder patch design that you would use as a logo, and you just keep the a little bit of red in the outline, so it's still black and white, but with yeah. just that little bit of red around the, whatever logo you chose, yeah. instead of Jersey. jersey yeah <laughs> like,
1: what the shit was that i don't know but people are yeah. gonna buy them people are gonna and, buy them.
0: and people are, are like well i don't like the number of stripes on the show, on the arms and my my dude that is not the issue here
1: no not at all
0: they are just you're wasting your money if you buy that <laughs> but i mean people be, will but i'm the guy that didn't like the captain highliner uh, at jersey for uh the islanders yeah i thought that was dumb but they're kind of a cult classic now that's right you know it's it they're so ugly people like them Yeah. which is probably why my uh, why my wife picked me she's like oh my god he's so (laughs) ugly he's cute yeah so you know i mean hey whatever if you're if you like the jersey good for you but i i don't know that just it screams 12 year old homework assignment last minute turn in
1: yeah <laughs> you know, like, it needs more strikes
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh shoot what are we gonna do i don't know just write the name on the front okay <laughs> yeah. it just seemed lazy i know Berger put it together and all that but yeah it if you want to see uh i posted it on my twitter there's a comparison to the halifax moose the moose yeah. had a black and white jersey with the curse of Halifax written on the front. It's almost identical, except at least with Halifax, they put a little bit of color on the shoulders.
1: Yeah, yeah. Somebody posted a picture of like an amber groby top, and it looks exactly the same. So yeah. same, same, cursive, same everything, right? Oh, so yeah. maybe Just, it inspired yeah. the jersey. Who knows?
0: Who knows? You know, he was <laughs> may, maybe he got the nanny to do something up. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it, you'll figure it out. Uh, All right. So we'll go to the Canadians now. Um, So there's been some updates in the, uh, the Canadians medical Bay. Uh, As of today, as we record, it's uh, Tuesday, the 23rd of November, Jake Allen is back with the team and he's going to be skating with them tomorrow. Uh, Edmondson Hoffman, Perot and pocket are all skating at different levels. Uh, Edmondson, and Perot are with, or sorry, uh, pocket are with the team. Yeah. Um, Perro is on his own, and Hoffman is on his own, and the remainder of the sick bay is still in the sick bay.
1: Yeah, and Price still isn't skating. He skated, uh, That's skated good. last Monday for the first time, and still hasn't skated. He's doing off ice workouts and, um, just kind of build that, uh, build that strength back up, and just get back into game shape before he gets back on the ice.
0: Yeah, and Kulak is also. Uh, He has now got a lower body injury and he is not traveling with the team to Washington. So
1: which, which is okay. And I, and I tweeted about this earlier and I know you did as well. Um, this is going to give Edmondson a spot right away to slide into whenever he's ready. And it's also going to give New Orleans a little bit more playing time
0: for now,
1: for now. And, uh, I think with Kulak being out, I think we're going to look a little bit more at uh, Yedben, who I thought played one of his better games the other night. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, they have they have some reinforcements coming, and I think that uh, a guy like Kulak can just heal up, and you know we'll see. We'll see how you are when you get back.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but on Norlander, I mean, he got he he had very very little ice time in the last game he did so with kulak being out uh hopefully some of that ice time gets spread over to him
1: it should it, it should. should but i but i can see uh i can see uh i can see Romanov eating some more of those minutes as well
0: i bet no i bet uh, weidman gets almost all of it it's gonna be he, he like he'll
1: like he'll likely yeah he'll likely get a get a few of them for sure
0: 30 minutes for weidman just watch <laughs>
1: Well, in the last game, Kulak played 15 minutes. Yeah, um, and uh, was a minus one, couple, you know, a few hits. That was pretty much it. Norlander had 11 minutes, and Wyman well, picked up two assists and just played over 11 minutes. So, yeah, we'll see. You never know with this coaching staff who's going to play, who should play, who slots There's up as fourth line center, who shouldn't be, et cetera.
0: There's no rhyme or reason. It's not like it's a meritocracy. I've, yeah. I I I truly believe that he sits behind the bench with like a twenty sided dice. He's like, okay, anything over a five, I'm gonna sit my youth. Uh, oh, yeah. six, everybody sits.
1: Well, while I bring why I bring that up is today at practice, fourth line rotation had Pizzetta on the left, Cedric Pocket on center, and then a rotation of Ryan Paling and. You all are me on the right. And I know we're going to get into the Nashville game, but we're six games in of Ryan Paling's season. He scored three goals. He hasn't looked out of place. He looked he's, a hell, got, he's, uh, he, he's looked a hell of a lot better than what he did during the preseason.
0: Yeah. And his course, four is about
1: 58%. Then you've got Cedric Paquette coming back from an injury. And a suspension. He hasn't played very much <laughs> since. And he's played 10 games and hasn't put up a single point.
0: And his Corsi is around
1: 40%. So I know that they want to have a veteran in. I know they want to have French Canadian players in. I know this, I know this. But if you want to have a physical presence, if you want to add some grit, some veteran leadership, whatever you want to call it to that fourth line, Paling isn't the guy that you're taking out. Right and like this isn't a this isn't a knock on Vizetta. I think that he's played the role that he's meant to play, but that's the guy you need to sit, not someone that just put in two goals in thirty seven seconds in the last game that's playing with some effort and playing with some drive on a team that desperately needs that
0: yeah, when you finally and he's a first round pick who's finally starting to find his his niche. find his game and then just as he's starting to really start to roll you you would sit him in in favor of some guy you just signed as a free agent for a minimum contract for a year
1: but even if he even if he doesn't and Mm -hmm. and afterwards ducharme was asked about it and he said that he might with how paling has been playing that he might keep him at center and then move uh, pocket to the uh, to the wing which would likely bump out Pizzetta. However, It shouldn't be be a might. However, this is what my problem is. You're putting doubt now in the eyes of Ryan Palin. And obviously I'm not in the player's head right now, but that's how I'd be feeling. If I just had a two goal game playing limited minutes, I'm trying to earn a spot in this team. All of a sudden someone comes back that's a veteran who I've got more points than that I've been playing better than and all of a sudden I'm doing rotations with somebody else and my spot might not be secure anymore.
0: Yeah. Which is a pain in the ass, but at the same time, I'm going to go back to how much, how much um, time has he spent? How much blood, sweat, and tears has he put into this organization? Paquette has just got there. Yeah. Yes. He's a veteran in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. But He's not a veteran with the Canadians. Whereas right. Paling is. Paling yeah. has
1: he was drafted 2017, by the team. Yeah, 2017 yeah. first round pick. Yeah.
0: And and he's put in he's put in some time with the team. He's put in effort with the team. So why is somebody who's a little bit older and has played a couple more years in the league put above someone that you drafted in the first round who's actually outplaying the guy you just signed for a minimum contract? Probably
1: because of his name. Probably. That's probably it which but 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 this is the thing like you you got to use you got to use paling while he's hot you don't want to destroy the guy's confidence and then all of a sudden throw him back in laval um and you look at some of these guys that are that are going to be back within the next little while um perot is skating he still doesn't have his vision completely back but he's skating hoffman's going to be back and these are two guys they're going to put in the lineup
0: well, once once uh, uh, Perot is back, then Perot can take Paquette's spot. So yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Language barrier is still covered. Yeah. <laughs> if that's if that's yeah. why you think they're in, then that's yeah. that's who would be the swap. That's right. Hoffman coming in. Um, that would be Pizzetta. That's exactly that. yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. And, and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna argue with that.
0: No, but if you put Pizzetta on waivers, you're going to lose him.
1: More lay yeah, more than likely. Yeah. Or there's a very good chance.
0: So who would you rather lose? Would you rather lose? I would.
1: I would put pocket. I would throw pocket down in out?
0: Exactly. I would try. He might get All picked right. up on waivers.
1: And if he does, he does.
0: And that's not a big loss. That's right. Whereas if you keep, by keeping Pizzetta, you're you're keeping this a glue guy in the organization, someone yeah. who's drafted by the organization, developed by the organization, who brings a style of play that has been missing for a little while.
1: Nobody in the organization right now, other than maybe Josh Anderson, but even I mean, Josh, Josh Anderson, Anderson but, has but,
0: talent. It's still right, right, it. right,
1: right, right. But right. like on the physical side of it, let's just say that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. The Gritty, the gritty physical game, the North South yeah. willing to drop the gloves. The, type yeah. Of the, yes. the,
1: if need be obviously, um, obviously, um, uh, Pezzetta's a little bit quicker. So most times with the gloves, but, um, that's the the kind of that's the kind of player he is that's kind of the kind of player he was when he played in sudbury as well so
0: yeah he's the guy who'd stand up for a teammate and you need those guys even if he's not playing a regular game or a regular shift having them on the bench or in the dressing room that that brings a lot like you look at the the last couple of practices they've been having some fun
1: yeah and
0: he's at the center of it
1: that's right He scored that, scored that goal that trickled in and the, and the, and the, you know, the team went wild and that's the kind of stuff you want to see.
0: And and with pocket. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the guys like him. I'm sure he's, he's a nice guy. I'm not doubting that he's got, he's got some skill. He's some ability to play in the NHL, but what does he bring that others don't? And there's nothing, there's nothing to his game. That's not already brought by others. So other than the fact that he has been pretty good at taking a lot of penalties on a team whose penalty killing unit is one of the worst in the NHL. Yeah. So is that a good idea to have that hit? No, that's, I don't
1: that's think right. So. Yeah.
0: Which kind of brings us to the Nashville game. Yeah. So the Canadians played the predators on the weekend and it was probably 40 minutes of the best hockey they've ever played.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I yes, say forty. that's probably well. That's pretty well put. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the the first forty minutes they were flying. It was, it was like watching the Canadians from the start of last season. Yeah. For the first forty minutes.
1: Yeah, and then all of a sudden they had to start trying to kill penalties.
0: Yeah. Now I'm gonna give them uh, a little bit of a leeway on the penalties that were called. I don't think that the penalties that they had incurred to start that third period where they started to really crap the bed. I don't think those are really penalties that should have been called
1: the lekinum one for sure.
0: Well, I mean, he took a high stick and then no call
1: finished and then finished his check and was called for holding.
0: Yeah. yeah. There was no hold.
1: Yeah. It was or, just that, or, or that phantom rough on Sherratt when he was like trying to plead his to case. And he's like, wait, what did I do? <laughs> he's he like, was, I know you're the, I know I'm the guy that always gets the penalty, but what do I do? What did I do?
0: He was literally 10 feet away from what could have been a call. I mean, yeah. they could have called Petrie for something in front yeah. of the net, but Sherratt was in the corner. Yeah.
1: Everyone was pretty confused on that. And, yeah, and yeah. unfortunately, and unfortunately, both of those led to goals. We, we, uh, well, no. Yes, actually, yes. Yeah, it did lead did. to a goal, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, good for, good for Duchesne, who scored a natural hat trick.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and, but, they, but the thing <laughs> yeah. is, they scored on two, two out of three of those goals were on the power play. Yes. Right. And so they hey, were, you got a, a team they were those that two shitty ones. Yeah. And a team that a team that uh, is already struggling on the penalty kill. You get a couple of those shit calls against you, and Like it's just the way that the hockey gods operate. You take a shitty call. It's probably going to end up in the back of your net. It's never the ones, it's never the ones where it's like, Hey, it's a breakaway. I'm going to take buddy out of the legs and take the trip you know, some, some sort of questionable penalty or something like that, then, then it's like, okay, we took the penalty to save a goal. We're going to kill this penalty. It's, yeah. you know, phantom call after Buddy takes a high stick in the face and you finish your check, that it ends up in the back of your net.
0: It's exactly right. Like, they yeah. were. It's, it's as if the officials with the penalties that they called kind of allowed Nashville back in the game
1: they really did. And like, you know, the tweets started going out so, you know, it was a five goal lead, the worst lead in hockey type thing. right? <laughs> and, it's, and, and, you know, for a little while, like, um, like Dushane scored his hat trick at 1627, made it five, yeah. three. And the, the Canadians were really like playing back. Like they were, you know, they weren't trying to drive the play anymore and uh, it was some very cautious hockey. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm happy that Toffoli was able to put in that empty net because that kind of sealed the deal.
0: <laughs> that was a lot of good hard work by uh, Suzuki and Armia to get that to uh, Toffoli. And it, it, it definitely cemented it. Yeah. But the Canadians took those 40 minutes where they, it was a route. And then yeah. they turned that route into a nail biter.
1: Yeah. And Montembeau played well. Got his first one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He got his first win as a Canadian and yep. you got to give him credit. He did play well that first period. He took a lot of good shots. Yep. Um, there was, there was a ton of quality shots in the third. I mean, they did kill off one penalty. So yay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, but like going back to what we just talked about with, uh, with, with Paling, I th- even though he played the least of any forward. Yeah. Um, I thought it was one of his better games.
0: And it wasn't just the goals. Yeah, you watched him play. He was playing with speed, with yep. pace. Yep. He was physical. He was winning board battles. He was strong on, the, on a stick. That he would be able to uh, protect the puck. He was he was doing all those little things that lead to success. Yep. And it created a little bit of uh, a gap and a little pocket for himself where he was able to get that first shot off. And then right after that face off, go down and he snapped that shot far yeah. side, all because he had generated a bit of a bubble. They were a little bit afraid to get right onto him because he was playing a little bit more physical. So it's those little things that paid off for him.
1: Yeah. Person I was the happiest for in that game, Arturi Lakanen. Yeah. Other than t- other than taking <laughs> other than taking a stick in the face and getting a penalty called against you for holding, um, (laughs) finally, finally scored that first goal of the season.
0: I think what happened was that they bought him some reinforced sticks so they wouldn't snap every time he shot.
1: Yeah. Finally. Yeah. There's so many, so, so many chances he's had this season and, uh, he should probably have at least five, six goals by this point, if not more. And finally one went in and you saw the relief in his face. And hopefully this leads to a couple more.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully, um, but again, this is it We That's this is the kind of player he is. Yeah, he'll he'll generate a ton of scoring chances. He's great defensively, but ironically, not a lot of finish. No, say <laughs> <laughs> what you did there. Yeah. No. Now, I mean, after the Penguins shellacking, I mean the only the only. Silver lining was watching the youth, watching yeah. the young guys play. Yeah. Now we mentioned, we mentioned paling uh, Lekin is still fairly young, yeah. um, but Romanov, I thought played a pretty strong game. He only played 16 minutes and I think he really needs to be given more ice time.
1: He does. And we talked about Kulak being out. I think he'll get a few of those minutes and so will, uh, and so will Widman more than likely.
0: Yeah. And I mean, he gave two, he had two hits, a couple of block shots in this game, but Romanov really shines when he's given a little bit more leeway. He wasn't rushing the puck as much. He, um, he, he didn't have that, that green light to really let loose. Like he did against the Rangers a couple of games yeah. back. He had a monster game against the Rangers and then he was, he was pulled in a little bit, reined in a little, and you can see how when he is constrained or, put into a little bit of a box yeah. he doesn't do as well so give him a, give him a little bit more time give him a uh, give him the leeway to do what he does yeah and, and I think uh someone like Savard would be an excellent pairing with him
1: yeah yeah they've played they've played pretty decent when they've actually yeah. they've actually been on the ice together
0: but instead uh it looks like Weidman is going to be his uh, his partner when they play the next game yeah, because they've got Norlander with Savard, which I guess makes sense because Nor- uh, Norlander is the pure rookie. So you put your you put your veteran stay at home guy with him. I, I can I can understand that. Yeah, it's not like Savard's playing great though.
1: He's played better as of late.
0: He has. He's improving. Um, I think it has a lot to do with him getting more comfortable in the system. Whatever the hell that is if you can identify what the system is let me know um but he does look more comfortable more comfortable in his role more comfortable with the team his his teammates he's able to it's taking him time to adjust and i think that's been the big reason why he was having such a slow start absolutely now the nash back to the nashville game itself uh what other what other point did you want to take a look at
1: I like that. They, they played with some, they played with some edge. They, they battled, like we saw, um, we saw quite a few, uh, for a team that doesn't, you know, they don't play them very often. There's not really any, say animosity between the two teams. Like there was a lot of rough stuff after the whistles. There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of stuff by the benches, um, like Dvorak got a <laughs> misconduct, uh, but, uh, like Nick Cousins, uh, former Canadian plays for that team. And, uh, uh he was uh he was trying to get under their skin mccarran's the same way um we saw josh anderson drop the uh drop the gloves with um was it olivier matthew olivier uh, yep yeah yep. and uh you know he's no slouch and uh he
0: fed him his yeah
1: <laughs> anderson oh. anderson really threw down for that but um you know you you look at um uh, you, you look at how they played and, and they just as you said in the opening the 40 minutes they played very solid hockey and after that it was they, they this season it's been very rare that they've played a full 60 minutes and obviously the record shows that
0: yeah um i think the it, difference in that game with nashville was not just that uh, that extra step but they were It's where they were shooting from and the fact that they had people creating traffic. So in the first two periods, they were able to get uh, eight scoring chances for and 10 scoring chances for in the first and second. They had nine shots in the first period and eight of those were scoring chances. 14 shots in the second period, 10 of those were scoring chances. And that had a ton to do with the fact that they had people at the net, something they rarely have done this season. I think that's the biggest, the biggest difference in that game on Saturday versus other games that we've watched. Now, they continued that in the third, but way less because they were constantly getting called, and then they were back on their, feet, uh, on their heels. They just seemed to uh, – it was a tale of two teams.
1: Yeah. And usually but, when they win a game, it's been something that we've noted throughout the season. When they win a game, all of the wins that they have, I'm saying it like that because just let that sink in. All those wins. They haven't been able to to come back with a strong effort in their next game. No. And it doesn't matter who the team is. And going into the next game playing Washington, who are playing very good hockey right now, this isn't a team that you can take lightly and kind of sit back and uh, just let them shoot. And it's definitely not a team that you want to take a penalty against.
0: Well, I mean, it's a good thing that Washington doesn't have anyone who can score goals.
1: Oh, Exactly. Yeah.
0: Like, it's not like there's someone who's on a, on an historic pace to possibly break the NHL's goal scoring record of all time. Yeah. You know, just imagine, imagine
1: yeah. Just imagine if they did, right. (laughs) My
0: God to have a sniper who is capable of possibly unseating Wayne Gretzky in a career. I mean, just imagine the kind of game that they would have to play to beat them.
1: Shall we jump into the Washington series?
0: (laughs) Speaking of which.
1: (laughs) So, uh, so speaking of Washington, um, they're six, one and one in their last eight games. Um, They've got some players that are playing some ridiculous hockey that aren't named Alex Ovechkin. I'll get to him in a second? But uh, Ilya Samsonov, their goaltender, young goaltender. uh, He was just named NHL second star of the week. And, um, he's got some very good numbers. He's six zero one 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 in the season with three shutouts, uh, 2.11 goals against nine twenty four save and three shutouts in his last four starts. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that, uh, I think that the Canadians are a team that already can't score goals. You put them up against a hot goaltender. I think we'll, I think we, uh, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I'm hoping to be surprised. Uh, getting to Ovechkin though, Ovechkin is 36 years old, and everybody seems to think that he's, you know, he's got one uh, one foot in the retirement home or something. Because when, it. but when you talk about the elite of the elite, a lot of people are are. And Crosby's the same way. They're not talking about these two players the way that they used to. It's McDavid, it's DryStyle, it's Braden Point, it's Austin Matthews, et cetera, et cetera. You You look at Alex Ovechkin, 36 years old this season. He's already scored 15 goals in 19 games and has 30 points, leading his team by eight points. And he hasn't stopped playing the way that he does. He's still shooting like a son of a bitch he's still hitting guys he's still playing hard and this is a guy that's playing over 21 minutes a night he's not you know i think he's taken that that step back from the retirement home (laughs) and uh he wants this he wants this record you can see it and it's it doesn't matter what kind of goal he scores it's uh they all count at the end of the day and he's just as excited if it trickles off a player or if it, if it, if he rips one by on the power play. He,
0: he's, he's a guy who doesn't have to worry. Like I'm sure he wants to win another Stanley cup, yeah. but he's got a Stanley cup ring now. He does. So he, if he can cement himself in the hall of fame as the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL, yeah. that's, that's ultimately his, his main goal. He wants yeah. to be seen as the greatest goal scorer ever. And he, yeah, he can do it. He can really do it. And he's like you said, he's on, he's got 15 goals already. Right. I mean, they're coming up and to talk about the game against the Canadians, the capitals are coming off of a loss to the Kraken in yeah. Washington. Yeah. So they were in, not in Washington state. So they were in yeah. Seattle, yeah. lost to Seattle on the road. So they're coming home. They're disgruntled. They're uh, they want to win. They're in a playoff race. So they need to win. Yep. and then you've got the canadians who are coming into town who were a finalist last year so they're a target already and they're they're limping their way in because they've got 5 wins in 20 games yeah so washington sees this coming in and they know that the canadians have never put together back-to-back wins this season yeah so they smell the blood in the water they're going to be ready and they're going to want it and they've had a couple of days off as well so it's not just the Canadians coming into this rest. The Capitals are as well. So the Habs had better be freaking ready.
1: Yeah. They're and- second in the Metro 11, three and five on the season. Yeah. It's isn't a team you're going to take lightly. And uh, it's mostly to do with their, with their top line, obviously being Kuznetsov, Ovechkin and Wilson. So whoever gets that matchup is probably going to be Suzuki. And yeah. uh, that's not going to be an easy matchup for them. That's for sure. Um, Backstrom hasn't played this season, which is probably a good thing for the Canadians, but, um, they, they've got skill up and down their lineup. Um, and then I've, I've already brought up, uh, Samsonov and how well he's been playing. So it's, uh, it's something that I look for. I, I always look forward to seeing Ovechkin play. I, I've, I've had the opportunity to see him at the world championships or at the world cup of hockey. I've I've got to see him play a few times live. And um, it's always a treat to watch, but you don't want him. You never want him to score against your team, obviously. Um, But you're looking at a guy that has already passed um, Brett Hall this season. Uh, He's got 745 goals now, and he's only uh, 21 behind Yager, which could definitely happen this year. Yep. Um, Yeah, I would not be surprised. And then another stat I'm going to bring up really quick. He is now only... When we talk about power play goals, he's only two goals, well, three goals total from uh, passing Dave Anderchuk with the all-time power play goals with uh, would up, he would need 275.
0: And you know he's going to be motivated to score on a power yeah. play as well because against the Kraken, they went 0 for 4, and he missed a couple of golden opportunities yeah. that he he visibly reacted with yeah. disgust that he missed. So he's going to be refocused on that.
1: And you would think a guy that scores from the Ovechkin spot teams would teams would know how to defend this. And still to this day, 36 year old veteran, one leg in the retirement home Ovechkin can still just drill it just as good as anybody else can in the league.
0: You know, when Ovechkin retires in a few years time, the entire league is going to do a, little bit of a nod to him i can i can see it now and you know how most like uh, teams when when a a number is retired or a player retires and they want to honor them they put their number behind the net in his case i think around the league they're going to put a little number eight right on his (laughs) freaking spot in the uh, face-off circle
1: that would be kind of neat yeah
0: that would be neat yeah so nhl you heard it here first (laughs) that's what we do for ovechkin when he retires Yeah. yeah i think that would be a playful nod to in my opinion one of the top three goal scorers to have ever lived
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah now with the game against the canadians uh, coming up tomorrow night the habs are going to have to deal with that top line and that top pairing a lot the the, uh, the capitals like to play their top players a lot they yeah. don't roll their lines no unlike the canadians who for some unknown reason like to roll lines even when that, those some players are not playing well yeah. and still giving them more uh, still giving them all kinds of ice time and not riding your hot hands yeah. washington rides their hot hands yes so that's going to be a factor i mean the last game uh ovechkin played over 24 minutes carlson yeah. played about 25 wilson and kuznetsov 22-ish minutes i mean we're talking like obviously there's a lot of power play time in there because they they had four power plays and their power play they put out their top unit and that's it they play two full minutes on the power play with their best players Uh, yet another thing that the canadians do not do
1: yeah. Well, you don't have, like when Ovechkin, do, Ovechkin doesn't get tired of the power play, he just needs to stand there.
0: <laughs> he literally just stands there. That's, yeah.
1: that's, his and there's spot. so many, there's so many pictures of him just literally standing there with a stick in his hands, yeah. ready to go. And uh, you know, the play is, he is nowhere near the play. <laughs> He's how like, I this, know it's going to come to me. I'm just going to sit here.
0: <laughs> how does a six foot four, 240 pound man turn invisible like that? Hard to say. I
1: mean, that's
0: it's hard but to he believe. Does it. But,
1: but he does it. And he does I it know. time after time, and I I want to see him score goals. Just if he can take a night off against the Canadians, <laughs> I'd be I'd be okay with that.
0: I'm kind of expecting him to get a get a Hattie.
1: Oh fuck, probably yeah. all on the all on the power play. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I fully expect them to call up some random Franco uh, francophone oh, probably. player, probably and who's going who's going to, you know, get some kind of a hero goal and yeah yeah. But the Canadians need to find a way to shut that down and score more than two goals in a game.
1: Yeah, at least Hendricks Lapierre doesn't got sent back to a junior, so he's oh, not geez. he's he can't get he can't score against them. And uh, Fukali was sent down, so yeah. he can't no go and, from and get a get a forty saves a shutout or something.
0: They're gonna call up Fukali, and they're gonna recall so who, Hendricks. LaPierre. I'm just going through.
1: I'm going through their lineup. <laughs> so fucking, it's gonna be Ovechkin's gonna get a hat trick. Apparently, Eller's gonna score two his well, yeah. old team and then mantha because he's because uh you he's know because yeah because the still Mantha and everything they'll yeah. probably he'll probably get a couple as well so
0: sprong sprong will get a bunch of assists because oh, he fuck. played in the queue
1: oh, that's ridiculous
0: sometimes <laughs> these
1: these stories just write themselves
0: yeah yeah so basically we're not expecting the canadians to walk into washington to win that game
1: it would it's going to be a tough one if uh if they can come out and play a full 60 minutes as opposed to the 40 minutes they played against Nashville. It's, it's going to, it's, it is what it is. Well, we might see a closer game, but uh, with, uh, with the, with how ovechkin has been playing in that top line, and obviously with how Samsonov's looked, it's, uh, it's not going to be an easy task. If they, if they can, they can go into Washington and pick up a win and finally pick up back to back wins, then you look at Edmonston coming back. You look at a couple other guys that are coming. Uh, Jake Allen's obviously going to start the game. Might be the little boost they need to to get over. And, and I'm not going to say make a run. Like if They still obviously have a lot of hockey to play. But build up some confidence within the team and get some of these young guys going like Hawfield and get Suzuki going still on the pace that he's at um, to Foley, et cetera, he put up, who put up three points in his last game
0: yeah yeah and that kind of brings me to a, a point that we could finish the show on is do you think it's time that they that they um tank the year
1: If they were going to tank the year, I think they already would have done it
0: yeah you no know, and, and, and it's funny that
1: I say that because you look at the record and obviously it is fucking a blismal, but um i like. I've got too much pride in this team to want to see them tank.
0: I don't see the players or the coaching staff being the, uh, being the types to sit back and let it happen. But as, <clears throat> as we're wont want to do, we look at the, we look towards the management and we say, okay, well, what can they do that would help this team keep that top 10 pick? Cause you, you have to make sure that you don't lose. You have to finish in the bottom 10. That's right. If you want to keep that pick, that's right. Because he made that trade for Dvorak. Yeah. If they finish 11th, that goes to, uh, that goes, to, that goes Arizona. to Arizona. Yeah. And then you're stuck picking whatever it is that, uh, that uh, Carolina has, which is probably going to be around yes. 25.
1: Yeah.
0: So do you think it's time that he's, uh, that uh, Bergevin starts maybe moving some guys out?
1: I don't know about yet um i'm thinking that maybe like if you look at you look at cap friendly which we we tend to use a lot on this show and everyone <laughs> yeah. and everyone does um you look at guys that have expiring contracts um Lacken and being one of them Sharat being another kulak um even weidman niku et cetera. I think the big ticket item this season is going to, I'm not going to say this because he's a superstar offensive defenseman or anything, even though he is. Um, (laughs) But Ben Sherratt, I think he's going to have the best, um, the best return.
0: Yeah. I I honestly think that the Canadians could get a first round pick for him. You look at what um, what's been the, uh, the going rate for players like him. I mean, Dennis Savard last year and Dennis Savard david savard last year went for a high pick yeah so why can't
1: charot yeah and and i would i would not want to i don't want to lose charot but if it can get them a first round pick it would obviously be a fantastic addition to the canadians and it doesn't say that he can't come back
0: no because he's a ufa he could come back right now there's a name that i'm going to put out there that is going to piss off a lot of people and to veronica Hour, i'm sorry but i gotta say this leckinen i think that yeah. if the canadians were to trade leckinen they could get another first round pick
1: potentially i don't know about a first i could see it being a second and something i don't know if you would get a first but it depends on the team that wants to get him because this guy is a uh this guy, he comes to play in the playoffs and he's he's another one of those guys that can score the big goal when yep. needed most. And we saw it last year in the playoffs. He's, he's the reason they went to the final.
0: Well, you look at the, you look at the, uh, the values that have been handed out to get third line players, like Yeah, Blake Coleman and Barkley That's Goudreau. Right. And yeah. the first round picks are being thrown out top yeah. prospects. Now Goudreau and, um, and, and Coleman score a little bit more yeah. than Lekkonen can. Yeah. But you at the defensive is much better. side yeah, yeah. like yeah. better on the defensive side so if you you can even it out a little bit and say well a late first round pick is not unheard of so if if sure. someone is willing a, a legit contender is willing to give a first round pick to take him
1: and you'd also have his rfa rights as well so well they would yeah yeah that's what i meant that's what i meant yeah yeah, yeah.
0: so that adds value to it so yeah. a first round pick yeah sure yeah, I can see that. So if he was able to move both Sherrod and Lekanen, get two first round picks in a draft that they're hosting yeah. on top of the, and that would help them keep that top 10 pick.
1: Yeah. That's I would say, I would say if anything that you're looking at uh, Sherrod and Kulak being the two guys that go.
0: I can see Sherrod and Kulak and Lekanen all going. Yeah. And Weidman as well. Weidman yeah, and yeah, Kulak yeah, yeah, yeah. probably yeah. getting you maybe at best a third or fourth round pick.
1: Yeah, I guess, but, those are the two I'd say for sure, are probably on their way out.
0: Honestly, all, seeing all of them go out would not be out of the realm of possibility.
1: It, w- it wouldn't be because then they could use, well, we're going to see what obviously happens with Norlander or because he does have that clause in his contract. Yeah. Um, so we're not hundred percent sure what's going on with him. And I would, would much rather see him in the lineup using a Canadians drafted player than a guy like Sammy Niku. Yes. Right? And- so if if uh, they, they were to lose Kulak, if they were to lose um, Sharat, maybe this would be an incentive for And we've talked about this before on the show, Jordan Harris, to possibly get him in the lineup and say, look, there's a spot for you. Yes, we're probably not obviously going to make the playoffs this year, but you'll play with us this year. You're going to burn a year in your contract and a spot is available for you for next season.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: Right, so, so the, 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 those the, two out, the right the optics are there. Yeah. So now move
0: moving those two out. You you've got you've got those two roster spots. Edmondson comes back in. Yeah, he he's on that top pair. That leaves your left side open for both Romanov and Norlander. Yeah. Uh, now you want, he uh, might Paris, even and
1: he might even bring up a guy like Fairbrother as well. Give him a little a little could. bit of a look because he's, on- he's a little he's a. He's a little bit lower on the scale, but it's another guy that at that point, fucking bring the guy in and see what he can do.
0: Cause he can play on the right side. He can. yeah. He, he plays on both left and right side uh, equally well. Sure. Call him up, but that it still leaves another roster spot. And Harris, like you mentioned is the perfect, that's the perfect opportunity come, uh, come March. Yeah. So if Northeastern doesn't do as well as they hope, if they don't make it into that, uh, that, uh, that frozen four, that opens the door to the Canadians giving him a contract much like they did with, uh, with, um, uh, Caulfield last year, yep. providing him that, that one year, it burns off the first year of his ELC and he's only going to sign a two year ELC because of his age. That's right. So that would mean he has one year, uh, left of his entry level before he becomes an RFA, which is desirable for a lot of young guys, especially someone who's seen as, Probably the best offensive defenseman outside the a prospect outside the NHL, yeah especially for the canadians right now. So if he can walk mm-hmm. in, earn some NHL time, yeah. that that would convince that could convince him to sign yeah, uh, to stay in be, Montreal.
1: And, and and the thing is, it would it would fill such a need. Well, that's I know, the thing, right? It really would.
0: <laughs> you you want to modernize this blue line? Yeah, it's it's much too stagnant. It's much too bulky and and immobile and with this influx of the youth you're seeing how they're finally turning a corner towards that puck moving style that everybody else has been doing for the last few years and you can argue that uh, you still need those big guys those big heavy guys for the playoffs but you need to make the playoffs before they can become effective
1: that's right and the thing is you look at some of the teams that have done very well in the last few years and I'll say Tampa, let's just throw that out there yep. where you've got some big guys that can still move the puck, but they're, I'm not gonna say they're a dime a dozen, but they're, there's not like, there's not a lot of them in the league. There, they're, they're, really, there really is not a lot of guys like, like, like a Victor Hedman that can play such so well defensively and kill you on the score sheet as well.
0: And they also There's have a McDonough who, exactly. who kills you defensively and does do a great job of moving the puck up, even if he doesn't yeah. get a lot of points. That's right. So, yeah, the, but that's, that's the kind of defense core that every other team is going to. You look at Colorado now who are one of the top uh, Stanley cup contenders this year, yeah. and they've got Byram and he, 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 they got this. Byram,
1: McCar McCarr, yeah. Devin Taves.
0: Yeah. So they got four or five guys who are really, really slick puck movers. They need a little bit of muscle. So Ben Schrott, maybe?
1: Could very well be,
0: honestly. A team that's that's expected to be in the final four or in the final, what's giving up a first-round pick for a team that's really trying to go win that cup? If that player can give you that little bit of an edge, why not?
1: So... Um, so, um, I'm not, is, I'm, so what you're saying is I shouldn't buy a Sherrod Jersey yet.
0: Uh, no, no. Uh, I would just buy a number eight and you can just change the name bar. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you look at uh, like Tampa Bay again, as an example, uh, Tampa under Stevie Iserman, they had about eight years where they were really good. And then a bad year I and mean, we were good year, bad year, up and down, up and down. But in those bad years, when they were bad, they were bad. So they'd end up with high picks. That's how they got guys like Stamkos and Hedman. They were getting those high picks. That's why I think this year it's important for the manager to maybe do a little bit to stack the deck towards losing. It's not tanking percent. It is kind of tanking. When you're trading away solid veteran players for assets, futures like that, but at the same time, it's opening the door to give the roles to the young guys that you want them to fill eventually anyway. So yeah. you just give them the role, let them play in it, grow in it, because next year, that's when you really want them to step up. Yeah.
1: Well, that's like, obviously, when we want to see Kerry Bryce back between the pipes, that is, that is the main goal is to see him back with the Canadians. However, the best thing right now is for this guy to be at full health Physically and mentally, so he can come back and play his best hockey. If it happens that he's out a little bit longer, and you've got a role with Allen and Montembeau, and maybe even Primo, that's okay. Yeah. Um, the Canadians have eleven picks going into the draft, and you brought it up that if the pick is in the top ten, um, it goes to the Canadians. Keep it. If it if and if it doesn't, then. They they they, 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 keep Carolina's um, question about that. So if they like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to throw this together. If, if it's a top 10 pick, they keep theirs and then they give Carolina's to Arizona. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I thought. So.
0: That's why trading guys like uh like a Sherrod or even Lekkonen if they bring in a couple more first round picks, yeah. It, this draft is supposed to be very, very deep, yeah. especially when it comes to centermen and defensemen. Yes. Like, it, you know, if the Canadians, if the Canadians are picking in the top 10, they're probably right now, they're looking like they're picking in the top five. You got guys yeah. like, uh, like Brad Lambert, uh, yeah. Connor Geeky,
1: Matthew right? Yeah, Shane Wright, Matthew Savoie. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely some players there.
0: Any of those guys.
1: He's a Slovakian kid that I'm not even going to try to say his name, but apparently he's supposed to be cool. the next random So
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like 17 letters, and they're all yeah, vowels.
1: Most of them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look them up. Look them up. I'm not. I'm not pulling your leg, everybody. Yeah.
0: But if it's going to be fun around... to see
1: Trag try to say his name.
0: Oh Jesus! <laughs> but but if you are picking around five, you know, yeah. let's say the Canadians pick around five, and. Connor Geeky is right there. You got a six foot four centerman who can probably step into the NHL next year in a third line. line role.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why not? Yeah. Why not? So that's why I'm saying that this year with such a deep draft, if you end up with someone who's NHL ready with your first of three first round picks, you get a second first round pick somewhere in there. You get a good solid prospect on top of the two or three second round picks you have. You're starting to really, really stockpile those prospects in a very deep year, not to mention the last four years they've picked thirty nine players,
1: yeah, and this year, going into this draft they get eleven picks, yeah, Uh so uh, first, second, a first, a second, three thirds, two, fourths a five, six, and two in the seventh. Yeah, so we'll see if they uh, they keep their seventh or if they flip it to Philadelphia, but we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what happens traditions dictates traditions dictate yeah
0: but yeah so that that's kind of what I'm getting at with uh, the whole management stepping in and that's why having a lame duck GM really kind of hurts that like is he willing to play the villain and move some of these guys out I, is he really willing to do that if he thinks does he think doing that would hurt his chances at another job
1: so I can see him moving the guys out that should be moved. Um, Yeah. The the,
0: obvious choices,
1: the obvious choices. I don't see him unless the, the, unless the deal is just spot, spot, spot on moving out a guy that still has a term left on his deal.
0: Yeah. Someone like a a Byron or a Druid for instance.
1: Yeah. Or like, I don't know what, I don't know what the marketplace would obviously be for for a guy like Byron, but um, somebody like an Armia. Or someone yeah. like even a, even a a Toffoli or something like that. It, it really depends on on the ask or or what the, what the package is going to be, but um, I I really doubt we see a player like that move out. I think it's going to be more or less the obvious choices that we spoke about earlier.
0: Yeah, and I I would I would prefer that he doesn't wait until the deadline in uh, mid March. Yeah. I would rather that he has a set value for each player and shops them around. And if someone says, I'll fight for that value, we'll meet
1: meet that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Then, then you move them. Like that's the value you set meet that value because you never know there someone could get hurt um, on their team. And then they're like, ah, now we can't do it. Or they decide, you know, we're going to go a different direction get something else. And now they don't have the cap or the assets or the desire so you strike when the iron's hot if that if your guy is playing well and they offer you what you think he's worth take it yeah. just take it
1: yeah if they have the opportunity as you get a first round pick for sure well, i think they're taken if, they, if that, yeah, that. yeah if that's a number that's common then yeah it's probably something you're going to jump all over
0: yeah even if a team protects that pick or whatever like just take it yeah it shifts the first to the following season. Who cares? Let's That's fine
1: it. too. That's fine too. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I completely agree.
0: Because that opens up, like we mentioned, roster space, time on yeah. ice, roles, yeah. Yeah. Um, development. Uh, it it adds an element of development for their young guys.
1: Yes, which is something that they've had an issue with in the past, and yeah. we're starting to see a little bit of a shift. That some of these young guys are starting to get a little bit of playing time. So on a season that more or less i'm not gonna say it's over but a quarter way through you know you're 20 games into the season or whatever the hell they've played so far and uh you you are so far on the outside looking into a playoff picture that you know give the give the guys those opportunities play them a couple extra minutes a game and we'll see what happens into the next season when you can come back with a healthy roster hopefully
0: that should be the focus this year because yeah. development should be the main focus. Yeah. You have five wins in 20 games. You are not making the playoffs unless you go uh, and win 40, 40 games yeah. in the next 60. Yeah,
1: yeah you, they, They've got to go on quite a tear and yeah, they've got to hope that some of the teams ahead of them are going to just completely shut the bid. So,
0: and even with the, but then you have the loser point too, that just right. throws everything off. So if you don't get at least 40 wins out of those 60 games, you're not going to do it. Yeah, It's just not going to happen. And the likelihood they get 40 wins out of the next 60. That's right. I'm not putting any money on that.
1: Yeah. And with the draft being in Montreal, which uh, I'm hoping that both of us can attend. I think that would be a hell of a lot of fun. And I've
0: I've booked my, I've booked my hotel and my plane (laughs) ticket.
1: But for, for, you know, for anyone else that's on a podcast that's listening to this. Uh, we would love to see you guys. I think it's the, uh, it is the opportunity, um, to really, to socialize and network and, uh, put a face, put a face to, uh, to a Twitter handle or something like that. And, uh, I've been to, I was at the draft in 2014, 15, 16, and 18. And I met, I, Blaine and I met in, uh, in Florida in uh, 2015. And, uh, it is, it is a, uh, it is a is quite an opportunity, and, and this year for it to be in Montreal, if uh, if any of you guys have the opportunity to go, it would be uh, it'd be great to 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 meet you and uh, share that experience.
0: I would love it if other podcasters and some of our, li- our listeners and followers had the balls to meet us in Montreal this summer.
1: Yeah, meet, and you, and at McLean, meet you at meet McLean's. Meet you at McLean's. Meet you at <laughs> Yeah.
0: And speaking of balls, brace yourselves winter is coming. What the writers of Game of Thrones didn't want to tell you is that Bran was actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped. Poor guy thought it was okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor or hair trimmer. Not sure what you want as a gift for the holidays? Well, Manscaped is the ultimate gift and they're here to charge, the to change the men's grooming game. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping if you use the code unfilter20 at manscaped.com. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 4.0. Their Perfect Package 4.0 is the best in the business. This hygiene bundle includes the Lawnmower 4.0, Weed Whacker, Boxers, Travel Kit, and Liquid Formulations. The new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts, and even has a light to help with you close shave down there. No need to have a red wedding situation next time you're going for a trim. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer can help you whack those nasty weeds in your delicate holes. This product also has proprietary skin-safe technology to help prevent nicks, snags, and tugs. The Performance Package also includes Crop Preserver. It's deodorant for your balls to protect against chafing. Also, their Crop Reviver Ball Toner will keep your boys fresh at all times. Maybe you're on the other side of the wall and you don't know when your next shower is. No worries. The Crop Mop Ball Wipes for you. Have smelly feet? Manscaped can help with their foot duster foot deodorant made to fight odors of the dirtiest feet. Want to smell good everywhere? The refined cologne by Manscaped is a clean and fresh scent designed for the refined gentleman. On top of everything, they've even thrown in a shed travel bag to carry your goods and the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs to hold the entire package together. Get 20% off less free shipping with the code unfilter20 at manscaped.com. During the winter, you may be spending more time inside with your balls might as well make them beautiful. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code UNFILTERED20. It's time to join the Manscaped movement. These products are snow joke. And our our guest in the last episode, uh, Norm Gallant, proudly showed off his uh, shed travel bag. So the beast from the East. (laughs) keeps things trimmed (laughs) i'd also like to thank our uh our other sponsors boxing rock uh, with their delicious puck off beer Uh, if you ever get the chance the opportunity to go to uh the liquor store to purchase some please do so uh they are available in the maritimes and i'm they haven't traveled outside of the maritimes yet but they are coming they are coming. And I might say that they are delicious. Uh, also, No Name Hockey, you can use the code HABS10 to get 10% off of your custom sticks and equipment. That's nonamehockey.co. HABS10, 10% off any custom made sticks and equipment. So any final thoughts?
1: One more, head on over to 514 Shirts and pick up a, a Hebsen Filter T-shirt. They come in various colors. They're very high-quality shirts. Um, Blaine's wearing one right now. Um, they are they're very, very nice shirts. I'm not just saying that. And the thing is, we don't get any money from this. Um, nope. 100% of the profits go to Vets Canada. Um, it's, a, uh, it's an organization that is there to uh, support veterans and try to end uh, homelessness in veterans. And uh, obviously, Blaine and I both serve. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a cause that's really near and dear to us and, uh, head on over to uh, 514 shirts, pick up a Habs unfiltered shirt, 100% of the profits go to Vets Canada. And, uh, you know, it, it, especially with the, uh, with the, the winter months coming, it's getting colder, the more veterans we can help, the more people we can help, the better. And, uh, the shirts, as I said, they're fantastic, great quality. And, uh, you know, even if you don't, even if you don't support the Canadians, you know, you, you look at our, you look at our, uh, our logo and, uh, it's not a big HAB symbol, right? So, you know, buy it for yourself, buy it for a friend, but the, uh, the most important thing is buy one of them and support veterans.
0: Yeah. There's a reason why we chose the poppy as, uh, as part of our logo, uh, the stylized poppy, it, uh, it's a nod to our service and to our, our fellow veterans. So yes, please, please do buy them. Uh, vets Canada also does a lot of work with uh, a dollar a day organization where they purchase guitars for, uh, guitars for vets and help uh, veterans who are transitioning from service to civilian life uh, work on their mental health, uh, those with PTSD, those and just that transition that uh, that shock to the system of going from the military to back to civilian life is a big, big change. Um, it's hard to explain unless you've served, but it's, it's, it's like moving to another world. And this group helps with that. That's why the more we can support them, the better. Uh, for me, I want to thank everybody for listening to the, uh, to the episode. I, I, I want to thank you all for interacting with us, sharing, um, sending us questions, sending us comments, uh, and basically, just uh, just making the online portion of this podcast uh, fun. It, it's 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 a lot of fun to interact with you guys, shoot the breeze, um, get uh, get your your points of view. Um, that that's what makes this a lot of fun. The other podcasters out there with their podcasts who interact with us as well. Uh, we've named a few already, but you guys. <laughs> make the community a lot more welcoming, a lot more inviting. So we're glad that you use it, that you come to us as one of your trusted sources, but keep in mind, there's many, many others, and we don't discourage you from going out and checking them all out, coming back and giving us different points of view that we may not have thought of. So um, I just want to thank you for that. And uh, remember, if you were talking about it, so are we. EBS Unfiltered has special sponsors. Uh, go to seatgiant.ca to save 35% on all your fees when purchasing tickets to NHL, CFL, Major League Baseball, concerts, whatever event SeatGiant sells. Use the code unfiltered20. Save 35% on your fees. Go to builtbar.ca and save 10% using the code unfiltered20 on your purchases online. Go to East Coast Lifestyle and use the code UNFILTERED20 to save 20% off your purchase of any clothing at East Coast Lifestyle. Also, Lift Life. Go to liftlife.ca and use the code HABS10 to save 10%. And for a special promo until Christmas, Habs Unfiltered will be selling t-shirts in conjunction with 514 Shirts. If you purchase one of our shirts, the entire profit for the sale goes to Vets Canada. Vets Canada does work to end veterans homelessness across Canada. So let's help a great cause and wear a great shirt.